Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Well, week 15 happened, and we just need a minute to process the historically wild weekend of games that just happened. So, and with that, we have a quick recap of the NBA to go along with our crazy drive through Sit back and enjoy the show. Holy hell, this week was crazy. All right, Jalen, we are back on a lovely Tuesday evening. It's some, some chilly weather out there. Going to be a cold Christmas ahead after what was one of the wildest weekends, not just for the NFL, but for sports of the year. Got a lot to recap this week. Basketball's crazy. Argentina, congrats to them. They won the World Cup in a thrilling game. How are you doing today, sir, as we get ready to get into the madness that happened this last weekend? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, the madness was crazy this weekend. Um, glad I got to catch the <clears throat> glad I got to catch the end of that game. But uh, man, what can I say? It's good to hit, you can pretty much say that about for like half of these games for this weekend, you know. So, you know, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun one to talk about. You know, looking forward to this. Yeah, no, that is. Uh... A lot of good stuff to get to. We have the three Saturday games. We've actually got most of the games are on Saturday this week because Sunday is Christmas. Uh, we'll talk about all those on Thursday. But it should be a good Thursday episode. But let's get right into it. Such a crazy, crazy get weekend that was. And we got to start with what ended up probably being maybe was still the craziest game of the weekend or at least the second craziest ending. Your Minnesota Vikings. Whew, now that was something. It's Saturday taking on Jeff Saturday and the Colts. They're down, was it at halftime? They were down 33 to nothing, getting absolutely mollywopped, embarrassed. They then storm all the way back, get into overtime, and thought they were going to tie after all that. Then they went on a field goal at the end of overtime. The largest comeback in NFL history, or in regular season NFL history at least. Well, Jalen, I mean, I'll just let you take the floor. That was some madness. How about that? <laughs> Uh, that was the probably the perfect word to describe that game was just absolute madness because, uh, I, like I said, I wasn't really able to watch this one. I was at work for most of the games. Got to love the sports life while you work on Saturdays. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't able to watch this game. And it turned out when I got the updates and stuff, I had Adam Thielen on my fantasy team, and he didn't get a single catch until the fourth quarter when they started scoring. So that's when I started getting notifications on what's going on for the game and stuff and uh luckily i had a co-worker who brought in his phone and who actually was streaming the game on there uh, shout out to him and everything because i was able to watch the last four minutes of the regulation of regular time and then overtime um so yeah this game was a it was a wild one because when i looked at that scoreboard i was pretty disappointed not to say the least because i have i did see group my group chat was also roasting my team so and then just for it to all just go silent and then just to, you know, be the only one to respond in there was beautiful. But yeah, that was, it was a complete roller coaster of a game. Defense was, is still not, is still living up to his reputation of being awful. Um, but Kirk Cousins, man, in this offense, they rallied and the guy gave the defense also credit for the second half effort of actually trying, actually stopping them. So 
Yeah. I mean, you know Matt Ryan, the lead blowing machine. He just gets to add another cap feather to his cap. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was a very impressive second half from the Vikings. Kirk was terrible in the first half. He was excellent in the second half. Um, the defense was terrible. Like you said, it was literally two different games, and the Vikings, credit to them for being able to fight back and pull off. I mean, that is a remarkable comeback. The offense is, is legit. I mean, we'll see if the defense can get short up these last couple weeks for the playoffs. This was the only one of my three locks that didn't hit. Um, just goes to show, you know, Vegas knows what they're doing because the line was three and a half. Um, I thought the Vikings were going to come back and maybe cover, but it, so the Vikings do win, but they didn't cover. Um, and then the Falcons covered for me barely by a half point. But regardless of that, this was, I mean, this is nice for the Vikings. I still have kind of all the same concerns that I did before. It doesn't really change too much about how I feel about them. I still think the Vikings are good. Um, I don't, wouldn't say great, but we'll see how they can do come playoff time. They've got the North locked up though. So that's nice. You get at least the one home playoff game uh, in the first round for the Colts. I mean, Jeff Saturday, I don't think he's going to be getting the full-time head coaching job because he still has yet to win again. And this was looking excellent. And then he just kind of blew it again. So the Colts are terrible. Matt Ryan, you know, it's over, but the good news for the Colts, I will say they're certainly putting themselves in a position to be able to draft one of these top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. So silver lining for the Colts. They don't they don't really need to win too much anyway. Shut down Justin Taylor. Um, not Justin Taylor. Jonathan Taylor for, for the year as well today. So that's kind of my take on that for, for both those teams. But, man, that was insane. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor did go in. Uh, they had to shut him down. He's hurt. So and I don't blame him. I mean, the season's almost at a – it's pretty much at a loss now, especially after that, you know. But – yeah, man. I don't know. You can spin it any way you want. You can spin it. You know, Matt Ryan loses another critical historic law comeback game on the wrong side of it. Or you can spin it, you know, the Colts stole Frank Reich's last record because he was the quarterback of the Bills from that amazing comeback. And so, yeah, man, this game is uh, this game's pretty <laughs> – this game's pretty – it was just crazy to begin with. And it's just even better to say that there's so many other games – that were just as entertaining yeah you're right about that so all right on to the next one there were three saturday games two thrillers and one that was uh about like watching paint dry and so that's the one we'll get to next the uh underwhelming middle game the browns and the ravens browns 13 ravens three i mean we all said thursday this was gonna be a gross low scoring defensive afc north game when it, and it was um you and I were both on the Browns, and the Browns do get the win. The Ravens' offense, man, without Lamar Jackson, and it's been up and down with Lamar when he was playing, but without him, it is just putrid. I mean, they have no receivers. They they couldn't move the ball. They they managed three points. Um, they would have lost their last two had Mitch Trubisky not literally handed them the game on the platter the week before. Um, for the Browns, I mean, Deshaun Watson has still not been very good. He's still very rusty. Um, I guess they're technically still alive at six and eight, but they're not going anywhere. Um, for the Ravens, you better hope they can get Lamar back soon. If he if he can't go again next week, they, they could be in some jeopardy. Um, I do think he, he should be back soon, hopefully, but man, he needs to be because their offense is just atrocious. That is uh, that is the trending rumor that he should be back next week. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he is back because um, that's what I've been hearing from the last few videos that i've been watching 
and stuff that have been talking about the Ravens. Because they are – I agree with you. The Ravens' offense, this game was, like you said, watching paint dry or watching grass grow. It was pretty rough to watch because I came back on an amazing high off that Vikings game, drove back home expecting this game to be awesome. It wasn't. It was <laughs> I was very disappointed, <laughs> but also it was very, but I had a little bit of high hopes. I was ho- and I was hoping for the next game to be awesome. It was. Uh, main takeaways from this one, though, Sean Watson still is struggling. He's playing like a guy, like Colby says, hasn't played football in two and a half years. Uh, that's the other, that's the good half of what Colby says about the Sean Watson. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that because that's how they play. Um, the defense did their job, but the offense is struggling. So. Brown still in it somehow. Yeah, it's uh, it's a long shot for them to to sneak in. They do play the Steelers in the last game of the year, which is gonna be an interesting one, even though it'll probably be for nothing. But the Ravens, do you still think Baltimore will be kind of dangerous come playoff time, or even when they get Lamar back, are you that concerned about this offense that they're still not gonna be able to do too much? Because it is bad. We gotta see how they are after this week because they are playing without Calias Campbell and Marcus Peters supposedly those guys got banged up at the end of the game so I would say let's see let's just see how it turned how their defense shows up before I can write write their ship off gotcha okay now yeah that that's fair their defense has been pretty good lately it was very good in that one even though they lost so we'll see what they can do next final couple games and then the Saturday night game that was phenomenal uh, Bills 32, Dolphins 29, a very high-scoring game in the snow. Credit to the Dolphins. I'll say that that was my first big takeaway. Very impressive for them, this snow. In the cold weather, they certainly still showed their offense is still legit. McDaniel's a good coach. And Tua, uh, even though he got outplayed, was still pretty solid. Um, so this was a nice bounce back for their offense, even though they did fall short at the end. Um they were up going into the fourth, and then the Bills were excellent in the fourth quarter. Josh Allen was ridiculous in this one. He had four touchdown passes and 70 rushing yards, uh, or 77 rushing yards. This feels good for Buffalo because their offense has kind of been slacking a little bit these last several weeks, even though they've still been winning. So this was nice to see Josh Allen back to his uh, superstar ways. That was a clutch, amazing performance by him. Uh, but this was – I was impressed with the Dolphins, even though they lost this game. I think it did show that they can still be – they will still, I think, get into the playoffs, and I think they'll still be a very tough outcome playoff time. So it's impressive that they were able to go up in the cold. They, this was a lot better than I thought they'd be. And props to you. you. You you picked that. Me and Christian were both on the Bills covering, and they did not. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, I had faith in this Dolphins team. I thought they would honestly put – I had him as my upset pick, so I did also I believe in him to pull off this upset, and he almost did until the end. And, uh, you know, there I think there's more concern. I think after this game, I came out with more concern for the Bills than I did with the Dolphins for me personally. I felt pretty good for the Dolphins, you know, for just me personally. Like the Bills, they were at home in the conditions where they're supposed to be, you know, favored in. Dolphins came in there and had them, had them for a second there. They had a couple – the Bills had a rally, a last-second drive to beat them. So a little bit of concern for those uh for the Bills to be the favorite, but they are still the AFC favorite one seed. So that's all the my main takeaway right now is that they are still running with that race and they are the head of it. So but for the Dolphins, it was a good loss. I mean, it sucks to lose games. I can't say it was a good loss, but I mean from this loss, it's like 
you know, you feel a little bit better. A lot like, better than the last two answer, losses. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, compared to the other two losses, you know, this one actually seemed like you guys lived up to this. You guys lived up to the occasion for sure, but you just didn't come up with the W. Yeah, no, yeah, like I said, I, they, even though they lost, I was impressed with them. And it's going to be very interesting to see how these two teams finish. Buffalo, can they hold on to that one seed and finally get to play the Chiefs or whoever in their house to come playoff time? Very lot of on the line ahead. Okay, so that gets us into the Sunday slate. There were some pretty good games, although I'll say the one o'clock slate, even though it was ended up having some entertaining games, it was not amazing. But it was they were all the games were pretty close though. And so we'll start. All right, Jalen. So Desmond Ritter first. I know game. I'm already shaking my head. Saints 21, Falcons 18. Um, it was not a pretty start. I can see why maybe Desmond Ritter has been on the bench, and it's not a great start to him being the guy. You'll see how he does these last few weeks. Um, so both these teams are now five and nine. Um, Desmond Ritter, first start. Uh, he went 13 for 26, completed 50% of his throws for 97 yards. 97 yards. Not often you see a quarterback have less than 100 passing yards in a game. That's a little concerning. The Falcons did run the ball pretty well, and we're in this game till the end. I believe that Drake London had a fumble uh, down at the end. They kind of took them out of it. Andy Dalton, you know, he was classic. He was a good Andy Dalton today, even though he only had a, he was 11 of 17, two TDs, no picks. Taysom Hill actually threw a touchdown. And the Saints squeak it out at home. The Falcons cover barely. Um, so that lock did still hit. Um, man, it felt like the Falcons could have had this one. That was a rough start for Desmond Ritter and Man, the NFC South is just disgusting because both these teams are bad. <laughs> and they're still in the hunt. That's the, yeah, like you said, very disgusting. Um, very disappointing. Uh, I, it, I was very hyped to see what Desmond Ritter can do. Um, and I think Arthur's, I think it might be Arthur Smith's offense. Maybe it's just a little too run. I think Arthur maybe it's just too run oriented, you know? Because what was that passing line? It was like only 90, only 90 yards with how many? He attempted, attempts. he attempted 26 passes. So oh, cool. that's not a lot, but like you should have more than 97. Never mind. No, yeah, you got to at least never mind. Time. Yeah, you got to let that thing go. I might have to take that back. But I mean, from what we've seen this season, <laughs> they do run the ball a lot. So it's good to see, see that they had that identity good from, for them. But yeah, like I said, I'm still sticking to the main point. Desmond Ritter, disappointed. Um, 96 yards. You can't. You can't put up a stinker like that, man. Especially on twenty six attempts. That's uh, that's like Kenny Pickett type stuff, man. We oh, don't need that. Don't be disrespectful. Kenny Pickett has <laughs> surpassed that. Kenny Pickett has been pretty good. No, he's, he's actually been on a roll. Yeah, I, I'm ready to. I want to talk about that game, but yeah. Um, back to this one though, because there's not much left to talk about it. Because I feel like we really just highlighted Desmond Ritter because that was pretty much the only fun thing going into this game. But um, Saints. Defense is uh, iffy, I guess. <laughs> and I get, I mean, like they're all right, I guess. Like I think at this point, I, I don't know if they're. It's enough to win the NFC South, but it might be good enough. Like, but they're still both game back. <laughs> yeah, no, they're both just one game back. So like, eh? <laughs> I mean, that's all I can think of is man, but. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. <laughs> I got to say, last thought on this one, and it's not even directly on this game, but I hope Desmond Ritter can improve and at least give us some excitement because we got to get some – and I'm hoping 
honestly, I hope all of these young quarter these quarterbacks in this next draft land in the NFC because man, we got to get some better quarterbacks in this conference. It is right. And Andy Dalton, Christian said it, it, it. We've been saying it's a crime that we're still having to watch Andy Dalton be a starter every week. Um, no disrespect, but come on, like the Saints could be interesting if they had a, a more interesting, a better quarterback, but. They're just bad, and they need a better coach, also. But whatever, it's just gross. Um, okay. All in all, gross. Yep. <laughs> On to two of the few bright spot quarterbacks in the NFC who both got injured, both got banged up. Uh, the Eagles twenty five, Bears twenty. Bears do cover. Make that I believe four four Bears games in a row that I've picked correctly. I am red hot on the Bears. Um, I think four that- games in the row the Bears lost. Yeah, but they covered. So uh, <laughs> Justin Fields played very well in this game. We got banged up. I mean, the Bears, they are what they are. They're a bad team. They they just got to build this roster up in the offseason, which I think they will. Um, I mean, their top two receivers were also out. Mooney's been done for the year, and Claypool was out, so he wasn't working with much. So pre- props to Fields. Fields is good. He, he's good. He definitely needs to run a little less, I think, and Hurts also. I think that's honestly the story of this game is like, it's kind of a warning sign. Like, yes, these running quarterbacks are great and they're electric, but they do get injured because Jalen Hurst is now going to miss the Dallas game this week. Looks like should be back looking like he's going to be fine for the playoffs, but he's going to miss probably at least the next game or two with a shoulder injury. The Eagles squeak it out. Um, props to the Bears for playing them tough. Um, I still feel like the Eagles are the best team. And as long as Hurts is fine come playoffs, I still think they're the front runners in the NFC, but Definitely it's a little bit scary to, to lose your quarterback like that, even if it luckily looks like it's just going to be for a week or two. Yeah, very scary. Um, shows a little bit of signs of, you know, wear and tear from the season. But, you know, good to get him some rest. If that is the report that's coming out that he's ready to be rested up for this for this upcoming game. But, I mean, Eagles, you're already in a nice spot because of this win. And, you know, just from the fact that you actually just been winning in general. but. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good game for Fields. I could start with that. But also, you know, like you said, he came in limited. And this team, all in general, is just limited for the Bears right now. So we have to expect big things for their offseason. Um, and going for the Eagles, you have to hope that the rest pays off for the playoffs and that this whole running formula, you know, works. Because some these teams are sticking with you. You know, of as of late, well, just the Bears, but that's not you know nothing to really be too, I guess, concerned about yet because the Bears they had Justin Fields and Justin Fields worked a little bit of magic like he always does. He did his best. He's certainly exciting. I hope the Bears can get some real nice pieces around him next year because they can be the North, um, and that'll transition us into our next game pretty well. The North is the potential to be a pretty good division next year. Potential to be very interesting next year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and the last thing I'll say on the Eagles game, and we'll, we'll hit on this again, they also do catch a break, even though they lose Hurts, because Dallas blew that game to Jacksonville. And so even though they play Dallas this week, they're in good shape to still get the division in the one seed, pretty much not in jeopardy, as long as they don't lose all their – like they would have to lose all their games and Dallas would have to win all their games for them to lose the division. So they're in good shape there. All right. On to a great game. All right, Jalen. The real America's team keeps on rolling. The Detroit Lions 20 and New York Jets 17. 
I mean, how can you not love this Lions story? Zach Wilson ends up starting Mike White out. He was fine. He wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. Uh, the Jets kind of botched their clock management at the end and ended up having to kick a long field goal that they missed. It was a low-scoring, scrappy defensive game. I believe we were both on the Jets, and Christian was the only one who picked the Lions, if I'm remembering that correctly. So that probably. is correct. Um, this was another good win for the Lions. Colin was talking about the Lions yesterday. I don't want to just copy his stuff, but he, he made a good point. He was like, the Lions, he's like, they can win multiple ways. They have their defense has gotten a lot better the last couple weeks. Aiden Hutchinson is a stud. Um, and their offense is still good. This was a low scoring physical game and they got it done. They stay red hot. I mean, how can you not love this Lions team? What another another great win for Dan Campbell and the squad. Yeah, and a great road win outside of, you know, outside of four fields. So yeah, so it's out to them, man. That was a great win for the Lions. Um they got a nice schedule. They got a nice challenging – I think the schedule actually drops off pretty nice for them coming up, right? Yeah, they got – so they finish, and they're just a, a half game out of the playoffs now, uh, out of the last wild card spot. And they got Carolina, Green Bay, Chicago. Uh, I, that might not be in that order, but those are the three teams that they play to finish out. So if they wow. can stay hot, I could very well – should be – will probably be favored in all of those games. Maybe not the Green Bay game, but probably probably will be favored in all those games. If they win out, they're probably going to wind up in the playoffs, which is wild after they start at one and six. Yeah, they start one and six, and now they're in the playoffs. Shows you how much heart this uh, Dan Campbell team has bought into that he's been selling. So, and as for the Jets, man, Zach Wilson, man, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a ride. But I think I think people are tired of him. It looks like because he didn't he did decent but it wasn't you know enough to win the game and then you guys you guys were definitely in a position to win the game a couple of times where he should have delivered yeah no you're right it looks like he's probably going to get at least one more chance to, to to save himself against on thursday um but we'll talk about that uh, on thursday as it's happening um last thing i'll say on the lines i i also saw a crazy stat on the lines one golf has the longest streak without an interception in the league He's gone the longest. And also, just to show, like, like we said, we said at the beginning of the year from the offseason, the strength of this team, I mean, has been their O-line. And Goff has not been sacked in the last two games. He's gone two games without even being sacked once. So, like, their offensive line is ridiculous. It is so good. Damn, that's a hell of a stat. And uh, I think you've been mostly saying that, Colby. You've been... Uh... You've been mostly chirping up about that offensive line and how well they've been playing. So, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't know if I've been, but I know you have. So, <laughs> good stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. On to the next one. All right. Well, you know, it's fine. Glad to be wrong. The Steelers, 24. The Panthers, 16. And the Steelers, they complete exactly as I predicted uh, several weeks ago, even though I picked against them in this game because they didn't have Pickett. Um Shame on me for doubting them, but they get their wins. They sweep the NFC South. So the Steelers yep. this year are two and eight against everyone that's not in the NFC South, and they are four and zero against the NFC South. Um, it was a good defensive game. Sam Darnold, you know, he was fine. Um, it wasn't completely on him. He was okay. It wasn't anything special. Mitch, credit to Mitch. He played well. He was also fine. He didn't do anything spectacular. No TDs, no picks, but he only had five incompletions. 
They ran the ball pretty well in this game, which I like to see. The running game has gotten better over the course of the year. Najee, after he was kind of a disaster at the beginning of the year, has been a lot better. He was good in this game. Jalen Warren played really well. Um, Deontay Johnson, interestingly, I saw is, I think he's one or two catches away from potentially, he will set a weird record where he is, will have the most catches in a season without a touchdown. He had 10 catches in this game, but still has not caught a touchdown all year. Um, bizarre. But, you know, they get it done. The Tomlin streak still alive, even though hanging by a thread, they have to win out to keep the winning season. But hurts the draft pick. But, you know, it was a nice win. Kenny's going to be back next week. It shows a respectable team. I mean, I like it. Tomlin, I like that they're still fighting. Um, it was a nice win. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but it was a nice win. No, it means you know you like the fact that you're still around. You like the fact that your guys are still putting up a fight. You know you like that. Oh yeah, no, so, I you know, not going down. You know, at least you're not going down like a little pushover. And you know, maybe when Kenny Pickett gets out there as the real franchise quarterback, and he gets pushed over by whoever you have coming up next, then yeah, that's what's going to happen. And you're going to feel that next season going into this type of situation. You're going to be like, you're going to remember Kenny Pickett letting you down. And then you're going to be like, man, Mitch Trubisky didn't let me down. No, come on. And no, then you're going to start wondering what about, what about what about Mitch Trubisky is not good. He didn't lose this game. He did not win this game. Yeah, I was about to say, did, but did he win this game? He didn't lose it. He didn't win it either. <laughs> he just was fine. Yeah, I said he was fine. He's not – we're past that. We're way past that. <laughs> Are we, Colby? Will we be in a year from now when Mitch Trubisky is still around? I mean, he'll be the backup. Anyway. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, good points from the Steelers' defense and all that to stop a Sam Darnold-led offense. Oh, man, the challenge must have been so hard. Um, but good job, Steelers. <laughs> Love playing that Staying, You're sticking around. Love playing the NFC South gauntlet. Uh, the Steelers' next game, Kenny will get to play, is on Christmas Eve against the Raiders. It's at night, and it's Ooh, like six degrees. It's going to be freezing. It's an elimination game. Loser no, go home. Loser's out of the playoffs. I mean, neither of them are going to make the playoffs probably anyway, but yes. <laughs> You're right. Um, so that'll be fun. Care for Hope care it for ends fun. in a tie. <laughs> Very well might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anything else you want to say about the uh, the Panthers? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, they're still in the south. NFC South, so it's not like they're eliminated. Yeah. It's not like they're eliminated or anything. So it's like, I mean, do they have enough? It's like, again, do you think they have a chance to win the NFC South? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Like, it's a man. Like, I don't know. That game didn't prove anything to me either. <laughs> <laughs> like, the NFC South, in a, like, I hate to just time travel, Colby, but I think we should just go ahead and just – let's go ahead and finish our roast of the NFC South. Can we jump to that Bengals and Bucks game? All right, yeah, that's fine. I'll do an audible. Yeah, let's finish Yeah, let's, let's do an audible here. Let's get this game out of the way, man. Okay. So the, the Bengals did win this game. At first, you got to – it's that – the Bengals had that meme on them where it was like, oh, they had us in the first half. <laughs> and then, you know, the second half came around, and they definitely – the Bengals just turned it up. No, they turned it over. Tom Brady turned it over like what three times four himself times. or two times? Four times. He had, I believe, yeah, on the offense, yeah. Half, but I believe he had two picks and two fumbles. So, yeah. 
what is going on? I say, so when you see that, you know, like you get that first half and you look at the box and you're like, okay, this is what they used to do. Looks like they're going to try and do the same thing, you know, going forward. And then the Bengals were like, oh, you're trying to do this ish again. Here we go. We know what, you know exactly what we're doing. We've seen this for like 20 years, Tom. <laughs> and we're glad. And I'm sitting here saying, I'm glad that somebody has finally caught on and didn't let that carry on for another half because I was getting very upset seeing the old Tom Brady style football come into play. Um, Cause that's what that was. It was like dink here, dink there. And it's just like up. Oh, and then Godwin makes a contested catch in the end zone for a touchdown or Mike Evans makes his fight. He finally gets his touchdown catch and all that jazz, but bangles, man, finally getting the win. And I'm so happy. But I just needed to rant, get my NFC South rant out the way because there's still <laughs> No answer of as to I think who is winning this division besides the fact Tom Brady's on the Bucks and they have literally one win more than everyone else. It's disgusting. Yeah, it was weird. Like the Bucks were up, and for a second you were like, "Uh oh, are the Bucks gonna be back? Is this their moment?" Where you're like, "Okay," like they're still gonna make you nervous. I feel like in the playoffs just because of Brady, even though they're terrible. But man, they they are terrible. They they still can't run the ball. And, yeah, those turnovers was wild. In the second half, the Bengals just went right down the field every time thanks to those turnovers. Burrow, Burrow's still excellent. The Bengals, thanks to the Ravens' loss, they're now back on top of the division. And I don't, I don't see them giving that uh, – giving the division back anytime soon. I mean, what if they won, like, six or seven in a row now? Let me double count. Two, three, four, five. Yes, six wins in a row for the Bengals, and they finish – Kind of a tough, actually very tough schedule to finish out. But, I mean, I'm not betting against them at this point. They, they're they legit. And, yeah, the Bucks like, they'll probably still end up winning the South. But, man, they are a disaster, too. <laughs> yeah. Just, it, 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 Colby, what are your thoughts on the whole Tom Brady and his free agent market? Right now, some people are saying he might be going back to New England. No, he's not going back to that would be stupid. You think? Do you think that bridge is already burned? Oh yeah, I don't think he would. Why would he want to go back there? He wants to have Matt Patricia call his plays and play with terrible receivers. Like, I think he's either he's not going to be on the Bucks next year for sure. After this, I think he was already unhappy there. So he's either going to go do his little broadcasting at Fox Sports and actually retire, which seems unrealistic. I'm sure his first choice is to go to the Niners which would be sad and scary. We'll see how Brock Purdy does. And if – I don't know if – like, I still think they're going to believe in Trey Lance somewhat. But we'll see what happens with Brock Purdy. Like, I hope he doesn't end up on the Niners, but that's possible. The only other team I could maybe see would be, like, Vegas, if they want to get rid of Derek Carr. But that'd be weird. I really don't know. Like, I don't think he's going to retire now that he's divorced. But – I really, if it's not the Niners, I really don't know where it'd be. Not the Patriots, though. No, I, I don't think there's any chance he goes back there. Yeah, I, I'm with you, too. I think those reports were all just blowing smoke. So glad that we're on the same page for that. And uh, yeah, as for the Bengals, you know, they're uh, they're an AFC threat, man. They're they're right, they're right there. They're keeping your AFC North and uh, in their grasp now. It's going to be interesting to see how the Ravens try and mount to come back just take it back now because now that's why i think the story is it's the ravens it's now it's now the Bengals' division to lose so oh, yeah. it's up to the ravens to somehow get this thing back because uh if it would be it'll be huge if the Bengals would be traveling away instead of them hosting a game in cincinnati 
So, especially the Ravens, too. Ravens, I think, need the home game more than Cincinnati would. That's interesting. You know, it's going to be very exciting to see how they play out. And I believe they play the last week of the year as well. So that could be so many good games on that last week's like so I think that Lions and Packers are also those games that play on the last week. Yeah. So if the Rodgers team is still alive, be on the lookout. <laughs> if not, it might be Jordan Love. But yes, that's gonna be exciting times. Okay. Back to the last two games of the one o'clock slate. This is, I think, the most interesting game of, of all the one o'clock ones are up there. Well, Jalen, it is official. We've called it. It took a little longer than we maybe thought it was going to, but it was true last week. It's even more true now. Trevor Lawrence has arrived. He is the real deal. Leads a furious comeback over the Cowboys, 40-34. to I've been riding the Jags the last couple weeks, and they keep on rolling. I think they're going to catch Tennessee. They're now just a game back. They've already beat them once, and they get to play them again. Uh, if they win out, they, they'll win the division. They control their own destiny because they do get Tennessee again. Also the last week, um Lawrence was spectacular again he had four TDs let a furious comeback Dak threw two picks including a pick six to lose it in overtime um the Cowboys basically ended their chances of winning the division even though they still did clinch a playoff spot because of what happened in the night game but man this one to me the the Cowboys will talk about but this is just about Trevor Lawrence he is a superstar and the Jags I think I don't know if they get in this year or not I think I think they're going to but even if not the future is very bright. When they get Calvin Ridley and add him to this offense next year, whew, I mean, it's going to be scary because Trevor Lawrence is a real deal. He is so good. He is who we thought he was. Yeah, this team is getting brighter and brighter by the day. Um, it's making my keeper decision that I made at the beginning of the year of Trevor Lawrence look amazing uh, for next season because that's what I, literally the sole purpose of reason why I drafted him. So no one else can have him. And so no one else can have him going forward for because I, I, I wanted to see how the season was. It was a test run of a season. I said that at the beginning of the year. Expectations were low, but anything they do that exceeds them is going to be amazing. And so far, that's what's happening right now with these Jacksonville Jaguars. I picked the Cowboys to win that game. And they, uh, the Jaguars definitely exceeded that expectation. They're still in this AFC South hunt now. And they can have a chance to beat the Titans one more time and win the division because that's a week 17 game, like you said, or week 18 game. So this this thing is still wide open for them. And then the Titans, I don't know what their schedule is looking like at the moment, but I know that uh, the way they've been playing and that Brian Tannehill's banged up, they're pretty vulnerable right now. So I think any team can almost run up and give the Titans a run for their money, but the Titans are still a sound team. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, the Jaguars, man, they're looking pretty nice, pretty alive. It's looking going to be pretty fun. It would be fun to see them. Oh, don't get me wrong. They're, oh, it would be much like more AFC fun. Lions. They're the Lions of the AFC. That's the Lions of the AFC. Like Everybody that. wants to see them, man. And <laughs> if both those teams got in the playoffs, I think everyone would be hyped. So just uh, NFL script writers, I hope you're listening. No, I agree with you on that 100%. Um, real quick, this will be the last one, and then we'll start the new meeting. Dallas. Um, Dallas, I still think is fine. Like they're still good, but there's definitely some concerns the last couple weeks, barely beating Houston and then losing this one. Dak has thrown the most picks in the league since he's been back. And the defense as great as it was early in the year has cooled off a little bit. Now they're playing Trevor Lawrence. So 
he's been doing that to everyone the last few weeks. But still, I mean, how, how concerned would you be if you're Dallas? I mean, it's starting to feel like I, I really, as good as they've been, you can't trust them. And it's kind of feels like it's going to be same old Dallas in the playoffs. It's like uh, it's like that Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins meme is starting to separate a little bit more. I just feel like. I wouldn't say that. I mean, sounds like Dak Prescott sounds a little bit more like just the old Kirk Cousins than new Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I think, I think Dak Prescott's still like, no, I think Dak Prescott's playing like old Kirk Cousins, you know, like two years, like Kirk Cousins last season. That's Dak Prescott, you know, he's, he's just coming up short and you already have this doubt in your mind. Yeah, look, you have it. You think of it now too. I'm you just saying that you're acting your like Kirk Cousins <laughs> all of these exact same things. <laughs> well, Kirk Cousins is a little bit better now, is what I'm trying to say. Hair of his chin. Hey, it's still better, Kirk Cousins, than Dak Prescott. So, um, but uh, yeah, man, it's some concern for the Cowboys. But I mean. The defense is still, I think the defense will get it right back together, especially if Jalen Hurts is going to be out this next Philly game. Um, just play your A game as the Cowboys defense and, you know, maybe use that as a way to get your groove back. But right now, yeah, you did just play Trevor Lawrence when the, the young, charming Prince Charming just starting to show up finally to the NFL doorstep. And so, Yeah. All right, so on to the final game of the 1 o'clock slate. The covering machine that is the Houston Texans take the Chiefs to overtime. Did not see that coming. The Chiefs do win in overtime. But credit to the Texans. They sure do try very hard. They came very close. Uh, 30-24 would have been a wild upset had they pulled it off. Davis Mills, you know, completed 50% of his throws, two TDs, no picks. It wasn't great. It was it's whatever. I said I'm done talking about the Texans pretty much. But, man, they fight hard. I still don't know if Lovey Smith is going to be more than a one-and-done because it was just such a weird hire to begin with, and it's been predictably awful, um, even though we were a little higher yeah. on the Texans than most. The Chiefs, Mahomes was no, a we, we, we predicted that We at least projected that Lovey Smith would be not the best hire. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, so the Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes is unbelievable. Their offense is still a dynamo, but – I mean, you got to be concerned about this defense if you're the Chiefs. I think that's kind of the story of this one. This was this close of a game. The Texans didn't have Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins or Damian Pierce. They're the worst team in football. And, I mean, it went to overtime. Anything can happen in the NFL, obviously. But, I mean, the Chiefs, I do think that's why we both kind of dropped them out of our top spot is their defense is definitely a concern. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of the first year with Mahomes, even though their defense maybe isn't quite as bad as it was that year. But, Defense is definitely a concern for the Chiefs, even though they're a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, still, you know, still one of the house favorites of the AFC. Um, they won their division, so they already got their tickets to the playoffs because of this game. Um, but you want to stop talking about the Texans, but the Texans are going to make us keep talking about them as long as they keep covering the spread, Colby. And Davis Mills is playing decent football as long as that bandwagon is down, it at least brings up concern for us because maybe maybe we were just his bad luck charm. So <laughs> um, he, ever since the bandwagon went down, he's been playing pretty good, pretty decent. So, but I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 
for the Chiefs, though, it's like you said, there's there is some room for concern, and the Texans brought light to that. Um, you would think that maybe the Texans are just out here just pr- trying to show light to who might be the frauds of the season, but uh, the Eagles, I mean, the Chiefs, they, they, I feel like they'll still do what we all expect them to do, probably make it to the divisional round, play a tough AFC opponent, and make that game a classic. So, yeah. You know, I still think the Chiefs are very good, but uh, yeah, you're very right. There are some concerns. We'll see how the Texans, if they can sneak another win here before the season, uh, before the season wraps up. Okay, my computer just spazzed out, so I lost the list of games, but I'm getting it back right now. Um, so on to the four o'clock slate. Before we get into, well, we already did one with the Bengals. Before we get into the fun stuff, all right, let's just get this one over with. Battle of the backups, battle of the failures, battle of the disappointments. Broncos 24, cards 15. Brett Ripe and outdoors. Kyler Murray. Christian was right. Credit to him. Uh, Kyler Murray. Denon, Colt McCoy and uh... non Russell Wilson Broncos get a win. They snap their skid. Um, you know, I mean, it helps them because they don't have their own pick. So it's nice to see them get a win. It's still been a disaster of a season. For Arizona, um, do you think both these coaches get fired? I guess that'll be our that can be a topic for this game. Even though Cliff just got an extension and Hackett just got hired, maybe. Uh, I I don't know. I, like you said, one just got hired and one was just got the extension. I can definitely see the Cardinals probably pulling the extension faster than the Broncos fold out of Hackett, but at the same time. Maybe they both do fall. Maybe both House of Cards fall. But uh, it's uh, it's not looking too optimistic for both of these coaches. I can definitely say that. Or both of these franchises. And neither of these I don't think is an attractive coaching job either. Because you have two massive quarterback contracts. Russ coming off his terrible season where he's falling apart. And Kyler just tore his ACL and was having a terrible season before that. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's bleak for both these teams. That's that's about all yeah. I have on that one. <laughs> very bleak. Very, very bleak. I I have my own questions about like I feel like the Arizona thing is gonna be way more depending on if they switch coaches, it's gonna be way more show more light to how bad it's gonna be. Or how good. Who knows? Maybe maybe they do just need a change of coaching, but or maybe when they do change coaches, they'll just show more light of how bad Kyler Murray just wasn't meant to be. That's uh yeah, you might be right about that. It'll be interesting to see what happens there in the offseason. But and then okay. more of the Jalen and then Colby's take of uh Colby's take of oh how quarterbacks are so important start to dwindle down a little bit more. They are still and guess what That's happens when Rogers. that Kyler Murray starts window falls and then Aaron Rodgers falls okay. and then Tom Brady's gone. Okay there's only one man to stand on top of that mountain. And right now Jalen Hurts is already a little banged up. One man with a lot of change. Chains, Colby. One man. I mean, if you're talking about <laughs> Goff, maybe. he Jared Goff, I would say, has got a chance to be the new king of the NFC. Um, but I like that take. I'm actually not disagreeing <laughs> with it too much. Because, I mean, hey, he's playing good football of recent. He hasn't like, been sacked. So, hey. He had a great he's season. He's playing good football. Yeah, credit. He might get resigned. He might. They might not move off him. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to at this point. Yeah, I thought they would end up drafting someone, but no, I I don't think they will. He's been great. Um, So props to him. Prove me wrong there. 
Um, okay. On to the game that had the craziest ending, I think, that we've ever seen. The Raiders 30, the Patriots 24. I'm sure everyone saw that ending. Tie game. Uh, last play, Patriots run a draw, get like 20 yards, just trying to run out the clock for overtime. Then they were like, you know what, let's try to do some miracle score. They try to lateral it to Jacoby Myers. He tries to throw it backwards across the field to Mac Jones for some reason. Chandler Jones catches it, runs through Mac Jones, and goes for the game-winning touchdown. A bizarre loss for the Patriots. We all liked the Raiders. It was looking good. They were up 17-3. It was looking bad. And then they pull off this miracle. I mean, what was just your reaction to seeing that chaos? What in the world, man? What in the world did I just watch? I thought, the like I said, like we said, you said at least at the beginning of this episode, you thought the Vikings win was the second craziest win of the week. I mean, this one was definitely a candidate to throw its hat in the ring because just the fact that this was a Belichick-led team to do just that crazy of a play at the end of a game that can easily just been moved over to overtime. Um, just had a completely different situation play out. But instead, now we get memes of Mac Jones just getting stuffed into the ground. Uh, Jacoby Myers doing like a basketball jump throw back behind the line thinking Mac Jones it will work and you know it and even pictures of uh what's it called Matt Patricia yelling at Jacoby Myers for whether it was to throw it back or to not throw it who knows um it was uh it was a bizarre moment to say the least and uh for me it was I was sitting there like no fucking way the Raiders are still alive that's what I was saying. I was like, these guys, I thought that they were done last week. No, I mean, just when you thought that things were done, they're still on the, they're still on the ride. And we had the group, we had the whole group cheese the Raiders. And that was a, a risky moment for us all. And let's just say that pulled off and that, that pulled off very uh, dramatically, dramatic. So, and for playoff implications, Patriots just really dug themselves in a deep hole here. So, yeah, this is a the Patriots were in good position. This was a bad loss for them and their playoff hopes. Um, the other big story I think from it, I mean, their offensive, the whole Matt Patricia calling offense thing has gone about as bad as we predicted. I mean, I think the Patriots are a little better than we thought they would be, but Mac Jones was atrocious in this game. He was thirteen for thirty-one with just one hundred twelve yards. Derek Carr was pretty good, other than he had one pick. Um, I don't think the Raiders are going to end up getting rid of Carr. Or anything. I know I said Brady could go there, but and I think and they they can't afford to fire McDaniel. So I think the Raiders. It's a disappointing year, but I think they'll all be back next year. See what they can do. Um, it's a it's a win. It's, they've gotten some wins down the stretch here to at least make it look a little less ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that makes it less ugly, it's gonna be a very tough stretch ahead. Um. One of these teams that we're about to talk about, actually the next team and the only team that's left for the four o'clock slot that we're about to talk about, took advantage of their moment and are sitting in a nicer spot than the Raiders, for sure. Yes, they did. So we'll go right into that one. It was a defensive thriller. Chargers 17, Titans 14. Brian Tannehill got his foot, I believe it was, destroyed, left on a court, came back in, he's tough as nails, but... The Titans' offense just continues to be so, so limited. It's not good, despite their really good defense and their physicality. 
The Chargers almost lost this one, but Herbert and company, they pulled out at the end. Their offense is also very underwhelming, but I haven't lost faith in the Chargers all year, and I think they're going to get into the playoffs pretty confidently now. I think so, too, Cole. Not, so not only did they get this win, which they desperately had to have, they've gotten some had-to-have-it games, the last, wins the last couple weeks, but more importantly than that, or at least just as importantly, they finish – their last three games, they get the Colts, Rams, and Broncos. So that's a pretty nice stretch to finish when you're trying to make a playoff push. So this was a big win for the Chargers. Oh, watch out for those Colts, man. Let me tell you. That's watch true. out for those Colts, Chargers, especially the way Chargers luck is. I mean, they're just as weird of a team as we are. So Very true. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, – that, that game is going to be another one to just circle, but – um, let's talk about the Titans, man. I feel like feel like this is a perfect spot to talk about the Titans and how they are in a we talked we mentioned how the Jaguars are on a roll to hold on to this thing, you know, and sneak up on these Titans. But man, there's no re like we we've watched this game and it's like it's hard to find reasons to say that the Titans are gonna hold on to this lead to this division lead besides decent defense and Derrick Henry now. So Colby, what are what what are your other thoughts on the Titans besides just those two things? Like, am I wrong? No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, their offense is so bad at this point. Like, I don't think they I wouldn't say bad. It's just limited. Yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah, like, they still at the end of the day might sneak in, might hang on if they can beat Jacksonville the last week, if they can take care of their business the other weeks leading up. I know they get Houston next week, so they should be able to get that one. Um, and they still have a very good coach. Um, but, yeah, I, I really – I mean, like you said, everyone's kind of rooting for the Jags and Lions. Like, I really don't want to see the Titans in the playoffs. No disrespect. They're just not an exciting team. But, yeah, they – they, I mean, you got to respect them, but they, they are too limited to, I think, do too much. I'd be very – and Tannehill, respect him. He's tough. But I kind of am interested to see if they give Malik Willis a full shot next year to a chance to actually be the starter and see if he can develop into anything or if that was just – or if he's just not going to be a – it's just too much of a project. Um, he was obviously not good the games he played. They barely let him throw. But I, I'm fascinated to see kind of what the Titans do in this offseason because they do still have a lot of pieces and a good coach, but definitely have to address some things. Yeah, um, I think these things uh, – Titans got themselves in a big spot, big spot to dig themselves out of. But for the Chargers, I want to just clarify – they're they they're still playing really good football with all these random injuries that they keep getting. Like the, every other week, it seems like someone is falling down, whether it's the defense or offense. Like it seems like some one one major piece is just not there and present for the Chargers. And yet, there is still one guy that shows up every week for them. Our boy Justin Herbert, he uh, he's putting that team up there, man. It's really good to see. Um, someone said we got to stop the. Philip Rivers comparisons and start transitioning it to maybe to some Andrew Luck comparisons. Ooh, that is better. Because uh, if you think about it, the situations are a little, little bit the same. Brandon Staley's not really offensive line wise. I mean, he, he's still poor Herbo's getting banged up there. But I mean, they gave him some weapons and everything, and Herbo's just as electrifying as Luck was. So, no, that is a kind of a good comparison. I like that. To be fair on the O line thing, like, they did draft Rashawn Slater, who's a stud. He just got hurt. He got hurt. Like, yeah. yeah. He comes back and is like he was. Like, he's an elite tackle. Um, but, yeah, that is an accurate – that is a 
kind of a comparison. You hope that they can do a better job supporting him going forward. Um, but I do really want to see Herbo in the playoffs. So, and I think we're going to get it this year. Andrew Luck was also in a tough AFC as well. When that all was going down, it was the Peyton Manning and the, at the Broncos and Tom Brady still rolling around. Ben Roethlisberger still even around with AB. So uh, it was some tough times for Andrew Luck. And Herbo's in just that same spot, but a lot younger in a, in, with a lot younger crowd. So, no. All right. That's going to be, they're going to be a fascinating team to see where they wind up down the stretch. Okay. The Sunday night game, the biggest game of the week, even though it wasn't the most exciting, but it was a close, good game. Um, some questionable calls towards the end kind of have been the big headline from this game. But Giants 20, Commanders 12. I mean, you got to give the Giants a lot of credit. The Commanders were off a bye after the tie, so they had extra time to prepare for this game, whereas the Giants had to go uh, get slacked around by Philly last week. Um, credit to the Giants for winning this one on the road, man. I, I was thought the Commanders felt like they were going to roll. Um, this was a, a very impressive win for the Giants, even though there was the questionable calls at the end with the pass interference, no call, and all that stuff. But Daniel Jones, he was fine, not great. Their offense is still not very good, um, even though Saquon's electric. The receiving core is just – I mean, I'm looking at these names. He's throwing up Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton are his top three receivers. Um, Heineke was okay, but couldn't quite do enough at the end. These are still both interesting teams. I don't know if Washington's going to get in. This was huge for the Giants, though, because it feels like they should be in the playoffs now. Uh, thanks that they won that one. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was muted there. But uh, yeah. So I said the Giants, man, this is a huge game for them. I feel like the real tester game will be next week against the Vikings because I feel like for both those teams, it'll be a huge one, um, whoever comes out for that one. But for the commanders, man, this one stings a lot, you know. Coming up short, this time, you know, you won a big game against Philly with the penalties, but this time the penalties came right back around and bit you on the wrong side. So it's, uh, it's, it's what it is. Giants came out with a win. And for them, you know, it's good for them. You know, Daniel Jones throwing out to what you were just saying, which is guys that are just being called receivers at the moment. Um, and Saquon Barkley is just trying to pull up the show. This offensive line has been doing pretty well and helping Saquon out for the most part, especially against the commander's defensive line. That was that we were at least thinking that they were going to be selling high on. But guess what? Like we said last week, Chase Young did not play again. Same so, he's not back. Yeah, he's still not back. So he and I said it. I know no one was there when. Well, you weren't out there, but I said it when I was watching this game. It was Chase Young. They were, he was sitting there just chilling, and they were like, "Oh, how he wants to be back!" I was like, "No, if he wants to be back, he would probably be playing this game because this is a big one. This is, and sure enough, they." They probably needed him for this one, and because uh, it was a very close one to the end. But good for the Giants, man. This team and Dayball helping our coaches take from the beginning of the season once again, just being a star in New York right now. 
Yeah, no, you're right about that. It's good. It is good to see the Giants winning again because this is a proud franchise that's been down for so long. Um, last thing I'll say on that, um, Kayvon Thibodeau, the fifth pick of the draft out of Oregon. This the top of this draft has is electric. These defensive players at the top of the draft have been phenomenal. Uh, and Thibodeau was fantastic, made some game-changing plays. So he has been a stud. That was a home run for the Giants. Yeah, from uh yeah, from Thibodeau, Hutchinson, um sauce. and he, sauce and who is uh Kayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker, yeah. Trayvon Walker. Say, I get those names mixed up, so <laughs> so much. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Trayvon, he's doing pretty good. Kayvon's I, I mean, it's Kenneth. That's the one I get mixed up. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, your take is correct. Defensive studs all throughout the draft, all looking to be pretty sound hits for right now. Yeah, definitely very exciting. Okay, and the final game of the week that wrapped up last night, the Monday Nighter: Packers twenty-four, Rams twelve. The boogeyman, he still lives. Aaron Rodgers, it's a long shot, but he's still in the mix. Uh, he needs a lot of things to bump his way, and he can't lose any more games. But they take care of business against the just depleted, depressing Rams, the worst. This has got to be – I mean, I haven't looked, but this has got to be the worst defending Super Bowl champs ever, right? I mean, Baker, his miracle was fun, but their line is depleted. Their receivers are depleted. They're awful. That's it's not over yet. They got, the, they got to play the Broncos, man. Baker's Magic versus the Denver Broncos country that needs a ride on Christmas Day. That's the they play next week. That's disgusting. Yeah, that is the game next week. They're play and they're playing. <laughs> That's hilarious too because they're both awful and they both don't have their pick. So they're playing to see who's going to get a better pick: the Lions or the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, they're just playing for you know their fans. Literally, <laughs> who's going to get the win? Who's gonna get the will Broncos country finally get a get a let's ride with Russell Wilson coming back, or will uh, Baker's magic keep the keep the Rams a little interesting in the off season? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, are you worried that the Packers could potentially sneak into the playoffs at all? Even though it's a pretty pretty long shot. It's like what a two three percent. They need a. I think they just have to win out because they play the Lions, like we were talking about earlier. They would need and the they play the Dolphins and the Commanders and the Seahawks also to lose at least once or twice. Yeah, commanders need, twice. Yeah, the Commanders. Beat them commanders have a tough stretch. Yeah, they have a tough stretch coming up for the Commanders as well. So anything is possible for that last spot in the nfc it looks like um besides an nfc south team of course but <laughs> literally oh, i hope it's detroit that gets it man i, I no disrespect to rogers but i'd rather see the lions i'd rather see rogers <laughs> just because I, I know the vikings are gonna be the two seed and i'd rather see a depleted Rogers. Oh yeah, that's true. Young, yeah, exciting. I would not. I mean, I would love to see the Lions in the playoffs if the Vikings were like a three seed. <laughs> yeah, if we don't have to see the Lions, that'd be fun. But I, t- I might have. I'm already backtracking on that take from last season for sure. From last week, actually, for sure. So, just because these Lions, man, they, 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 they are. They got to get you. They have to raise some concern for everybody, right? Oh yeah. So. America's team. <laughs> it's a fun, fun title for them for sure. I think that's definitely a fun title for them. 
he can't root against the Lions. You just don't have a, you just don't have a heart if you're rooting against the Lions, as long unless they're playing your team, obviously. But <laughs> uh, okay, so that recaps a crazy Week 15, another wild one in the books. We're ticking away to the end of the season here, sadly, but it's gonna be an electric playoffs, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's slowly coming to an end for the Steeler Nation. Um, <laughs> And, you know, you, you only got a couple more weeks of football, Colby, and yeah, just make sure you enjoy them, you know? I will. I want to see just – all. I, I don't care. Honestly, I just want to see Kenny Pickett keep getting better. Last three weeks, give me some faith for the future. Um. All right, should we do a little basketball before we head out here? Yeah, why not? And I was about to say, we got these Christmas games coming up that I know we're probably not going to have the chance to talk about here in the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and – Let's see what's going on in the NBA, Cole. I haven't really kept I haven't kept up a, with it too much personally. I'm actually right now trying to throw on some NBA on TNT highlights just so that way if you see me smile a little bit, it's because Shaq probably said something stupid. <laughs> I mean, not stupid, funny. Um, I love I love NBA on TNT because they do have some great points too sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Colby, let's uh, let's break it down, man. What's going on in the NBA lately? All right. Well, we'll start since you did mention the NBA from TNT. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but just in a biased place, if you're going to be up, uh, great heavyweight throwdown out west at 10 tonight. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, like eight your time, I guess. Yeah, that's eight. Uh, so it's about to kick off. Grizzly, in a Grizzlies Nuggets on TNT tonight. Top two teams in the West currently. Um, so there's a lot going on. I mean, I think we have to start with the current game that's on TNT. It's the Knicks currently thrashing the Warriors 181. The New York Knicks have won seven straight, and they're about to win an eighth straight. Credit to the Knicks. They're they're playing really well. Brunson's been excellent for them. Quentin Grimes has developed into a really nice two-guard. Randall's been better. Um, the Knicks are fun, and they look like they're going to be a playoff team. I mean, we'll see how they finish. Um, but the Knicks have been on a tear. Uh, and then Brooklyn is also red hot. They've won six in a row, and they're nine of their last ten. Um, so things are shaping up to be pretty – New York is on fire right now. New York basketball, both those teams tearing it up. Um, Brooklyn, obviously, much more dangerous potentially in the playoffs than the Knicks. But the oh, Knicks – Glad you cleared that question up for me already right away, Kasim, because I was about to ask you, which of your which of those New York teams do you like more going into the Eastern playoffs? Oh, def- yeah, definitely Brooklyn. The Knicks are a fun Yeah, story. going with the veterans. Out, but, yeah, the Knicks, the Nets just have more star power with KD and Kyrie. As long as Kyrie can, you know, avoid any more off-the-court chaos and drama, they, which is probably not likely, but they could be dangerous. Um, Curry's out. He's injured. The Warriors are slacking. They're still – we'll see what happens to them. They can't win on the road to save their lives. I don't know how they're going to do without Curry these next week or two. Um, and AD shocker also hurt again. He's out about a month. I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, LeBron yeah. and the Lakers have been playing pretty well lately too. Um, they have the Nuggets freaking number. They've beaten us twice, two out of the three times we've played already. Um, but AD is injured again, predictably. Um, Mm-mm-mm. all we- right. So hang on. Let's pause there, Colby. We got. We just went through a lot of. Okay, we just went so through a lot of football, I'm just looking at the standings and going. So yeah, we're just rolling through. That's what I like to do. But hang on, <laughs> hang on. Let's let's take a little pause button here because I do have at least my NBA little pulled up right here. Okay. But uh, let's go. Let's the Knicks. Let's give the Knicks their little flowers right now because I do want to say that I was a little bit wrong 
on the Jalen Brunson trade. I had my hesitations. I said it at the beginning of the season. So you called oh, me that. Overpay. I was a little. I I mean, overpay or not, I just didn't like the idea of him going to New York. I thought it would have been better for him to stay in Dallas. But um, hey, it's working out for him. And then uh, let's look at Dallas. Oh wait, they're in tenth right now in the yeah. West. No, oh, that's still true. trying to figure out what the heck's going on. So it's uh it's pretty good for the Knicks. Um. And to hear that they are disintegrating these Warriors, I mean, it's kind of expected without Curry. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with this next game coming up here in the next 30 minutes with the Grizz and the and the Nuggets, top two teams of the Western Conference. You just blew past that like it was nothing, Colby. Let's uh, let's break that down real quick. Yeah. Nuggets sitting consistently, finally. This is what we were talking about earlier. We were waiting for this. I was giving you a little bit of a hard time of seeing the Nuggets' early struggles, but – Looks like they're starting to get their consistent play going. Just looking at the standings. Colby, what's been going on with your Nuggets, man? Sitting uh, at number two now, like they used to. Yeah, so, I mean, they're up and down. Um, I still have some concerns, but they're at least taking care of business against bad teams. Um, so that's good. They've won – well, they lost the Lakers game. But other than that, they've won uh, four or five. You know, there's Jokic has been unbelievable. His last the last game he had 40, 27, and 10. He's just absurd. Murray Murray is good. Porter's out. Not surprising. He's always out. Um, that's that's a concern. They're gonna need him back. Um he's not out for the year, but he's missed the last week or two. Um, so that's a concern. The the offense is legit. Jokic is amazing. The only thing I think they're in the championship bubble, even though they're Definitely wouldn't say they're a favorite in the West. Memphis, to me, is the best team in the West. Uh, they just destroyed Milwaukee by, like, 40 the other night. I don't know if you saw that. Um, so Memphis, to me, I mean, earned, deserves a respect. This would be a huge win for the Nugs tonight. Um, my one concern is still just the defense is still not great. Uh, they just don't defend very well. Th- that is a concern for me. Um, they they got KCP to be a defender and and Gordon is a nice defender but other than that they're, they're still just not a good defensive team so that's the big guys want uh, Rudy Gobert no nah. they need like well, uh... more perimeter defenders <laughs> to to kind of complement this team I'd like to see them make like a minor trade to get another defensive guy I don't know who that would be um, Rudy Gobert. No, not Rudy Gobert. Please, we'll take Jamal Murray for him. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah it sounds like a great trade. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's we'll kind of where I'm at with the Nuggets. We'll give you the, we'll give unbelievable, though. He's, he's ridiculous. Yeah, I have been seeing that, though. Um, Jokic has been balling out and everything, just keeping the team afloat like he always does. Um, but the Grizz, man, I have seen that soundbite of them preparing for that Warriors game on Christmas. Sounds like it's going to be a bloody one. Sounds like they're ready to have one ready for dialed up for revenge. So, it's gonna it, it, just looking at these standings to see the Grizzlies. It's a little annoying, but following underneath them, it's literally the Suns and Pelicans just one game behind them, and the Jazz still at six, 18 wins, which is weird. And you know they're still floating around, yeah, but uh, you know, like I said, Suns and Pels, man. Yeah, no, the 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 Suns. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on those two guys? The Suns had a rough stretch lately, but they've kind of gotten it back together. They've won their last couple. Um, the Suns are what they are. They're good. You can't fully trust them. I don't know how they're going to do down the stretch, but they'll be right there in the mix. They'll have a one of the higher seeds in the West, I'm sure. The Pelicans, 
are all over the place. <laughs> They've lost four in a row. Before that, they had the best record in the West. They're, you know, they're still really good. Like, they still have so much potential, but they're still just such a young team that I, I wonder how that's going to fare in the playoffs. I, I think they'll at least – I still think if they get one of these higher seeds, they can win a series or two. I mean, the ceiling is still championship high, but the floor is also just a lot lower. So they still are really deep. They're one of the deepest teams in the league. I really like their pieces. Um, you know how much we both love Jose Alvarado. Um and then McCollum has been good. Brandon Ingram has also been out. So once they get him back, that's going to be a big help. They're one of the deepest teams, maybe the deepest team in the league. I don't, don't quote, not sure if that's true, but they're up there as far as the deepest teams in the league. But yeah, they're still just, they're still very young. So they're still a little kind of all over the place, but their, their upside is crazy. Yeah. And uh, it stinks to see the Suns, you know, still succeeding in my bias <laughs> opinion. Um they're just as annoying as the Grizzlies because, I mean, we're probably going to see them again in the playoffs. It's pretty much already – I pretty much already knew that from the beginning of the season. You had that pretty much already expected. But it is great to see the Pelicans do good, but they're also showing the growing pains that we expect them to have because of Zion. Um, all right, here's my – here's I have a couple more questions for the West, Okay. All right, we got first one. Eight minutes. Kings, obviously, we got to talk about our beam team. Beam team. We got to talk about our beam team and the Kings. Um, Kobe, what? They are sixteen and thirteen, sitting at the number six spot, looking pretty pretty. So, uh, what's going on over there? Beam is still looking like it's still going up. You know, yeah. they just lost their the their most recent one. Yeah, I still really like the Kings. I still think they have a fun, good roster, and I think I still believe they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they did lose to the Hornets. You don't really know what you're going to get with them, like a lot of teams, night-to-night basis in the NBA. They're kind of up and down, but slightly more up than down. They're still really good. Uh, I I mean, I, it's they're probably a first-round exit kind of a team, realistically. But it's been a fun ride. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is still having a great year, his best season. Sabonis is pretty good. Uh, Keegan Murray, who they drafted, I, I really like him a lot. Um, hasn't been incredible, but he's been solid. Malik Monk is playing, probably having his best season. Herter's been good. So it's still a fun roster. I don't know what the ceiling is realistically, but they're, they're solid. They're, they're definitely a solid team, and, and they can beat anybody on any given night. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's a good one. I like – all right. Yeah, I wouldn't put them in that tier of teams that could actually, like, make a run in the West, but I think they'll be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A fun playoff – um visit that's what it looks like just to see their name there it's it's like hey nice to nice to see some change you know and speaking of which colby i wanted to talk about that playoff slash play in scenario right now do you think that play in west coast play in scenario is going to change just blazers jazz wolves mavericks do you think those four teams are going to just pretty much be the names we hear all the way through for the play in no i mean i think or do you think? Mostly, I think Golden State is going to still be in the playoffs at some once Curry comes back. Like they're probably going to be because of the kind of the hole they've dug themselves. I mean, Golden State, I still think probably ends up in the play-in the way things are going. But I, I think Golden State is going to jump one of those four. Um, the Lakers could maybe too. We'll see. But I mean, just because of AD's health, I wouldn't say that's a guarantee. If I had to guess the team that drops out, I'd probably say Utah or Portland, just because. Dallas has Luka. 
even though it's been ugly. And Minnesota just has too much high-end talent. They've been better lately. So I think those teams will both get it together enough to be in the play-in. Um, not sure who it's going to be between Portland or Utah, but my guess is Golden State probably jumps one of them at some point. Other than that, I think the others will probably all be in. But I say the two teams were sitting pretty nice, still like one or two game cushion between the uh, other teams that we just mentioned, the Warriors, the Wolves, and the oof, Mavs. We didn't even talk about the Mavs. They've just been on a little bit of a falling skid. Every time we talk about them, it seems like we don't have really much good things to say about the Mavs. And it looks like here we are again, Colby. Nothing too positive to say about the Mavs still, huh? No, yeah, it's just not a good roster. Like, they, Luka's amazing, but they have not done a good job building around it. I mean, the Brunson loss, they are feeling it a lot. Like, the rest of this team is yeah. just not it. I mean, Luka is averaging 32-8 and almost 9. And the rest of this team, like, Christian Wood's averaging 17, but he can't defend. Um, the Spencer Dinwiddie, he's decent. After that, I mean, they got Tim Hardaway Jr. has not lived up to what he should be, like – it's just not a good roster. It's not good enough for them to – I mean, Luca proved me wrong last year. I didn't think they'd be able to make that deep of a run. But the Brunson loss has, was huge. Like, they've got a – they're a team that should be looking to – team to watch to be aggressive around the trade deadline. Because um, that's the other thing I would say. There are a couple of blowed up candidates. I don't know, I'm sure you saw in the group chat. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much time you have left, Colby. What uh, do we got? Four minutes four minutes <laughs> okay cool let's talk about the bulls yes i uh, talk about teams that are blowing up fun has come to an end this is my my question my big question for the east of these three teams i think the fun has uh the fun from the beginning of the season has finally worn off the hawks the pacers and the bulls hawks and pacers both have finally cooled off a little bit hawks are still sitting at 16 15 but you know Pacers especially, finally falling into that nine spot, finally cooled off. Um, but most importantly, Chicago and all its drama with Lonzo and DeMar and Zach Levine, it's not looking good, Colby. What's going on in Chicago? All right, that's all I can hear is just big names having big problems. Yeah, so they're winning right now against the Heat, but the Heat are also, yeah, it's just weird, like, man, do they miss Lonzo Ball. It just shows how much he meant to this team. Um, they don't defend well at all, as I'm sure you saw Gabe was saying. Their their defense has not been good. And, yeah, Levine and DeRozan just haven't really been working like it did last year. Now, they're they're both playing pretty well tonight, but um, they, they have been a mess. Like, it's kind of a weird fit. They really need, like, a true point guard. Like, no disrespect to Caruso. He's a solid role player. I like Caruso. Um, Kobe yeah. White hasn't really like he's fine, but he hasn't really panned out to be that true point guard either. Um, they they really kind of need a better someone distributor to run it. And the and the, the Rose and Levine fit is fine, but it, it's kind of a weird one. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys ends up getting moved at some point down the road if they keep losing. Um, I think they someone said were we last time on here saying that they were going to blow it up potentially was that on here that I was talking at with you or um, I think I might have had that conversation with someone else someone was I was talking to was saying bulls should just potentially just blow it all up yeah and let Lonzo go to Charlotte and just let Levine go to LA or Demar go to LA well, the whatever thing those is, rumors are Demar and, LA and Levine are under contract I don't know if they completely blow it up but they're definitely a candidate to watch. Um, the other thing is their pick is top four protected owed to the Magic. 
from the Vucevic trade. <laughs> so if it falls outside the top four, they give it to the Magic. So if they're going to go for that, they really got to go for it. Like, because if they want to keep their pick, yeah. it's got to be in the top four. Um, I mean, there's obviously the lottery. I, I think – right. final I mean, I thoughts, think Cole, I think we're crunching off one of these pieces. But, yeah, I we'll see what happens. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I'm done now. <laughs> we got a minute. No, you're good. Because I think we were about to start talking on another NBA rant, but I felt that timer coming down. Yeah, that was smart. Uh, my final thoughts are crazy football weekend. Awesome to talk about it and break it down. Um, yeah, man, a lot of, lot of good stuff. Oh, I had a couple. My final thought was going to be about the Bulls. So I'll go back to – I think I've done this before, but, again, just another basketball one. Paulo Bancaro is awesome, dude. He is balling out. That dude is going to be the real deal. He's Love a future him. star. So – Congrats to Orlando. They got their guy of the future. Good. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.